Welcome to Biz Takeouts, sound bite-sized business news to go. I'm your host, Ritendo Nyamuda, and today we are recording live from AfricaCom 2019. Coming up on the Takeouts menu, Director of Sales at Parallel Wireless, Lux Maharaj. It's time for Biz Takeouts. Lux, I want to kickstart and just ask, what exactly is Open RAN? The best way to explain Open RAN is to compare it to Closed RAN. So Closed RAN is essentially where you're getting the hardware and software for the radio access network from one vendor. So typically, when we talk about RAN, we talk about things like GSM, 2G, 3G, 4G, 5G, and so forth. All of it coming from one vendor, both the hardware and software, which means you are locked into that vendor. So that is the case with the mobile operators today when they are engaging with the traditional vendors. In comparison, when you look at uh, Open RAN, what you're seeing is a disaggregation between the hardware and software. So the first part is the hardware itself is becoming a commodity item, meaning it can be manufactured by any third party and you can uh, hence uh, you know, purchase it as a commodity item at a very reduced cost. Because the idea behind reducing, uh, moving into Open RAN is to reduce the overall capex as well as the opex. Now, when you look at the software side, right, uh, we don't want to provide software that is only 2G or only 3G or only 4G and still end up in the same kind of vertical silos. We want to provide software that is uh, any G, uh, which is a horizontal type of solution rather than a vertical type of solution. And then that software can drive any third-party hardware. So with the disaggregation that's happening, you're essentially purchasing a software which is the innovative part uh, from someone like Parallel Wireless. And given that it's Open RAN, it will work with hardware that is based on Open RAN as well. So we don't, we're not actually the manufacturer of the hardware. The hardware comes from a third party, unlike it is the case in closed RAN where you buy both the hardware and software as one piece. Africa is one of the most digitally divided continents with 44% mobile users. How are you working towards bridging the gap? All right, so the first thing is the reason why uh, everyone is uh, where this divide exists is because the mobile operators have not been investing in those areas to provide any kind of connectivity. And the reason for that is because the, the cost of putting up a tower and so forth is extremely expensive. It doesn't justify their business case. Now with Open RAN, as soon as we came in and we started providing this horizontal software solution and we started cutting down these verticals, immediately we brought in a cost reduction. Right? That cost reduction helped the mobile operator to realize now that it is possible to deploy at a lower cost solutions in the rural area. And also now that the hardware is becoming commoditized, suddenly the cost of the RAN is becoming almost as cheap as Wi-Fi, which is one of the goals of Parallel Wireless. And hence, uh, you would find now all the deployments that we have done, whether it's in the DRC, Uganda, Guinea-Conakry, Somalia, and so forth, those are deployments addressing uh, populations that never have had connectivity before. I would say within the next five years, and given uh, the announcement that we have made with MTN just yesterday, you'll see there's an alignment in terms of intent. Uh, MTN expects within the next couple of years uh, to deploy at least 5,000 more base stations, and these are all targeted for rural or very deep rural type scenarios. And this is where Parallel Wireless fits in, in that the solution that we are providing helps to meet their capex and opex requirements and is intended to provide the solution in the rural area to, to bridge the digital divide. Yeah. You've just made an incredible announcement about your partnership and working with MTN to deploy 5,000 sites across 21 operations. If we look at all the deployments that we have done, uh, again, it has been not only 2G. 
wherever we've gone, it has been a requirement for 2G, 3G. Uh, it's mainly a coverage solution because these areas are quite open and sometimes very concentrated or sometimes very dispersed, right? But even so, the solution that is uh, put in place has to provide 2G, 3G at a very low cost point, but not only that, also a very low power consumption value because at the end of the day, a lot of these places don't even have grid power. So we end up uh, using solutions that are totally dependent on solar and batteries. And uh, some of these sites being so far away, there's not even a means to get transmission there. And we end up using satellite solutions to provide the connectivity of those areas. What are some of the stories from the places that you've actually set up open around? So if I take an example of what uh, happened, you know, 900 kilometers away from uh, the city of Kampala, close to the, the border with DRC, where you actually have Ebola today, Right, those are this is the kind of rural areas we're talking about, right? Uh, so uh, within a period of, uh, I would say within a month or so, you'd find that uh, the 2G, the GSM, got into congestion. We didn't expect that. Uh, neither did MTN. They didn't realize that the take up of the service would be so extensive because people there never had connectivity before, and it's not a really well-known area, right? Uh, furthermore, when the 3G started off. It was 20 megabyte or so a day, and uh, you know, 20 megabyte means nothing. But today, as it stands, it's over one gigabyte a day. Although it's not a lot, but for that kind of area, for that kind of traffic to be generated out of that area, uh, it's significant. And uh, although the business case was thought to be, you know, it's going to be a long-term, 10-year business case and so forth, given the growth that they've seen. Um, it's definitely less than five years. Give us some insight into some of the trials that you've had and what the experience and the uptake of Open RAN on the rest of the continent has been. All right, so let's take a look back 2017 or so where Parallel Wireless got into the business uh, with Telefonica and this was to connect 100 million people in Latin America. And for very much the same reason, although there's, it's not exactly the same, there's very much similarity between Africa and Latin America where you find... Uh, people that uh, typically like in the Amazon and so forth that have had no, connecti no connectivity whatsoever. So since then, with now with Telefonica, it's gone into hundreds of base stations where we are connecting people in areas, some of them which you can only reach via boat and it takes two weeks to get to that kind of site. Um, so uh, as we started introducing connectivity in there and the take-up was great and the mobile operators started seeing the benefit of the technology, the same concept became duplicated in Africa. Right, uh, And uh, the main requirement, obviously, in Africa is that you've got to have 2G. Unlike in the U.S. or Australia, there's no such thing as 2G anymore. So we still got a good uh, 10, 15 years left on, on 2G before it's switched off. What are you looking most forward to in being at AfricaCom this year in 2019? Parallel Wireless' presence at AfricaCom is obviously quite important to us in that we are now being recognized, essentially, in the past year or so, uh, as being a very aggressive player in the uh, in the rural space, as well as now entering into the urban space quite aggressively. Uh, furthermore than that, uh, the mobile operators have seen that uh, our solution is not just for for RAN that is rural or urban, but also for indoor, as in urban uh, type of scenarios in buildings and uh, enterprises, hospitals, uh, remote clinics, whatever. And furthermore, they've realized that, hey, wow, you can start providing the presidential vehicle with connectivity even in areas where they don't have connectivity. Uh, and suddenly this is, has opened up vertical markets for them in mining, in uh, public safety, police, army, ambulance, uh, uh, you know, United Nations, Red Cross, and so forth. 
And uh, because our solution is so automated, unlike traditional base stations that are just put out there and they have to be optimized all the time uh, and done manually, ours is self-optimizing automatically, actively all the time. Meaning that even though vehicles and so forth that are moving base stations, apart from those that are fixed, are able to optimize between themselves. So mobile operators have, have seen a totally different perspective of uh, what Open RAN can actually do to the, do to the existing ecosystem. What does the next five years look like for parallel wireless in Africa? My personal view is that within the next five years or so, we will see at least more than 60% of the unconnected being connected. And we're going to see those, uh, you know, operators talk about we have 88% or 92% coverage. That last couple of percent, which is referring to the rural areas, you're going to see that gap closing very, very quickly. And uh, you're going to see a large number of uptake in number of Facebook users, people that have never had that kind of uh, access before. Uh, you're going to see uh, a lot of growth in uh, mobile money, people that were unbanked, right? And uh, you would see those economies in those regions uh, starting to pick up because generally telecommunications tends to bring at least a 3% or so increase in GDP. So you're going to see that those kind of impacts uh, within the next five years in Africa and I think overall it will be a, a great positive benefit to every country and its economy. And that's a wrap on today's show. Biz Takeouts. Take it where you like it, when you like it, how you like it.